Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Hi, and welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. So start it with some ideas, some information, some connections, and some great women to make your business and your life work even better. Today we have Carla Rains on the show, and you are just blessed to have some time with Carla. Welcome. Thank you, Betsy. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, you know, I had heard so many good things about you behind your back for probably a decade. You know, people would say, do you know Carla? And I'd be like, why do I know Carla? So, so many things you've done in the community here in Denver, Colorado, so many things you do in the world, and we share a love of art, so you couldn't be any better than that, that you're also an artist. So, would you introduce yourself to our listeners today and tell them a little bit about you? Oh, you bet. So, again, uh, Carla Rains, I'm uh, blessed to co-own a company with my husband, Kevin, uh, called Corona Insights, and yes, we have been Corona Insights for almost 21 years. Uh, we live on Corona Street, so the, the naming was really pretty easy. And uh, through our company, I have had the chance to really develop a consulting practice that really puts me in touch with the community in a lot of profound ways. And I feel very fortunate to be of wonderful service using talents that I have worked hard to cultivate over the years and see how those extend um, into helping others. And I just love that about what I get to do. Um, I've been married for almost 29 years and uh, lived in the same house for 27 years and had the same company and really the same job, if you will, for 21 years. So my life is both a story of continuity as well as change, because when you're a consultant, you get a lot of change all the time. And I thrive on that because I love uh, variety in my life. So that's a little bit about what I'm doing now. I grew up as an army kid. So, you know, back in the day when your dad was reassigned every two to three years, so you moved all the time. And so you get used to being both the new kid, right? And then learning how to make friends and kind of find your way in the world. And, and then you get ready to move again and then make friends and find your way in the world. And so get ready to move again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then, you know, I did that even after college because it's what I knew how to do, right? So you move, you know, I went to Iowa State for undergraduate school, uh, graduated in 1983. And, you know, the worst, I think, economy before 2008, which is then, of course, before now. Yes, um, and you know, found my way out to Boston. You know, to kind of go make my way in the world, and and uh, ended up in Denver all this time later. Well, so talk about Corona Insights and what you do, because yeah. um, you know, like people don't know you, although I've <laughs> told them things behind your back that are all good. Um, so, so tell them like what service you provide, and then also I want to know about what the company looks like. You know, the structure of that, like how many people like, cause I want people to have a perspective of you before we start diving into some things that you've learned. Oh, you bet. Uh, so Corona Insights um, has four areas of, of specialty. Uh, we do a lot of classic market research for clients like Denver International Airport, where we have been doing their voice of the passenger research, which as you can imagine a lot of flexibility and agility and trying to figure out how do you do that now during a pandemic compared to how we did that last year. Uh, my husband, Kevin, is the guy that everybody goes to if they have like a weird um, problem or research question they're trying to answer. And so we call them Kevin Projects. So Kevin gets really cool projects for the state treasurer and nonprofits and folks like that. And then I've got colleagues that love to do program 
program evaluation. So they help nonprofits figure out if they're making the impact that they promised. And then lastly, over to me in uh, strategy. And so I have built a boutique strategy practice over 20 years um, where I have actually invented intellectual property over the last 10 years. Uh, so I can really take the work of my clients um, and extend their missions that much further. And so our work is largely in the social sector. So everything from classic nonprofits to foundations, higher education, K-12, associations. Um, every once in a while, maybe a private sector firm, but typically tend to be organizations that really are committed to their customers. If they are in the private sector, like um, in financial services, for example, it would be a credit union most likely compared to a bank. Got it. And so how many people are part, are lucky to be part of you and Kevin's amazing consultancy? Yeah, we've got 11 of us total, um, 11 um, full-time benefited staff. And so, you know, we have a company where our senior team of five of us have been together for 14 years or longer, which in a firm of our size in our field is phenomenal. So when, uh, we turned 20 last year, had a big party uh, to celebrate, which was super fun. And then one of our goals that Kevin and I have had as the, as the owners of the company were set up as an S corporation um, was to set up uh, the transition of day-to-day management of our company to one of our long-term colleagues, uh, David Kennedy. So Dave took over CEO on January 1st, which gives me time to pursue my creative endeavor professionally, which is differentiation zone based on intellectual property I created over the last 10 years. Okay. So when everybody's yeah. like, what? How could she have time to do something else? Okay. So I'm no. going to just say it back to you. So you yeah, yeah. created your Corona consulting company yes. and that has been growing and great yes. and super solid with your people and doing yes. really great work in the world. But this yes. is a smart thing to talk about because many of us who have been in this for a while are yes. thinking like, is this the only thing I can ever do because I created right. a company and it now... Right owns me instead of me owning it yes. also it owns me it sounds like you yes. guys got super smart to say let's make corona work in a way and then allow you to do your different say, say it right differentiation, differentiation zone. zone exactly yeah okay so exactly and so it, it is a real balancing act to continue to steward a company um and create opportunities for other folks to have thriving careers and so in many ways we're like we're the owner, so we're the bank, right? We take the risk. Um, we share the reward. We have profit sharing in the company um, and, and again, grow a lot of careers. But what's been happening, and, I, and part of it was the commitment I made to myself. In, I, in 2018, I had a, I call it a career-defining eureka moment. And I, and I thought to myself, Carly, you have figured something out. It can truly advance strategy. You can advance your field. I didn't go the PhD route, thought about it 10 years ago. I said, I want to keep working. I, I want to build kind of expertise off of hard work with real clients in the real world, um, which is what I've been doing. And so once I said to myself, Carly, you figured this out, I said, then you've got to be committed to keep moving it forward. And so I've been committed to, to move it forward. Um, and it's a blessing to work in a company with PhDs on staff because I can say, Hey, Jim, can you go figure this out for me? <laughs> yeah. And make sure, look at Google Scholar and make sure that nobody else has, you know, kind of come up with either the same name or the same concept. So as I advance the intellectual property, I, I'm assured that I actually have something that is novel and that I think will um, really advance strategy, especially for purpose driven organizations. 
Great. Okay. So then everyone's got to know now. So what is your new, your new, not so new that you've been working on a long time gig? Because I know you just got your trademark certificate. Yeah. That is a big day. Everybody's happy about that. So tell us about this creative endeavor. You bet. So my uh, creative endeavor is called Differentiation Zone and really living out of the idea of a differentiation strategy, which has been a cornerstone concept in strategy for many decades now. And what I realized was we had invented a whole new model or approach for identifying differentiation in the marketplace that's based on what I call customer mindset. So the idea of not not looking at your organization in the competitive um, lens from your perspective, but shifting gears and looking back at your organization and your competition as if you are the customer, caring Mm -hmm. about what the customer cares about. And so um, I, in essence, have launched a branded suite of services around that. My goal that I am pursuing is to be the first digitally native strategy resource for purpose-driven executives and consultants. Because Mm -hmm. up till now, everything in the strategy space has been analog. It's all still book and magazine-based. So we're developing a whole suite of online tools around the intellectual property that folks and facilitation and everything so that folks can engage virtually, especially during the pandemic will be key. But even after that, it's really the way things work today. Right. That's what I've been after. And I think, you know, in some weird way that your company was named the pandemic day before it came. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Some, there's some, something else working here. Um, it's, It's, I think it's the opportunity that we all had to fast, um, like in a fast way. Yes. Or not, I guess, you know, I'm speaking for myself. I'm busier now. My husband looked at me the other day and said, how can you be busier now? Well, because not only did I have to reinvent my company in one week, then I have to stay vital and service-minded for my customers every single day. Then we got hacked, right? Which is, I thought, who would hack a women's (laughs) group helping people save the world? We got hacked, like so weird. So then I had to learn about cybersecurity, like, because I'm a solopreneur, you know. So then I learned about cybersecurity in a night and changed every one of my eight events to more safe events through coding and et cetera. But, you know, very interesting time and very time where companies need to be agile and right. really um, pay attention as they have limited resources and re, um, staffing that may be changing, you know, with this time to say where are they going to put their staff dollars and then what, what information do they need to make those smart decisions. So this is so exciting. We will be right back. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Wiersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. Okay, it's Betsy. I'm back with Carla. And I know, like me, I'm like, I want her to look at my women's customers. And I, I need to know those insights. It's yeah. so exciting. So, so this show is really Denver's Center for Entrepreneurs and Women. Um, mm-hmm. to really share the true story, right? So, you know, some of the things you've mentioned is learning from moving around, and I totally get it. I worked yeah. a lot for the military, and I was always on a base, and it was always a different place, and all those people had, you know, lived in base housing and got uprooted. I totally get that. 
Um, so, but that gave you a skill set, you know, for being nimble and and making good relationships quickly and things like that. So now here you are, um, deep into two successful careers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm calling you out as a successful artist on top of being an successful business owner of many businesses. Um, what do you see that you would share with women that are listening that say, okay, well, it's so easy for Carla. You know, she just snapped her fingers, had the perfect husband. He happens to be brilliant. You know, it was a piece of cake. So I always <laughs> want to know what's behind the cake, right? Yeah. So what is behind the cake? Um, I think a couple things. One is, you know, and, and I know now the language is, you know, learn something new that you suck at, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of what I've been able to do professionally and, and, and especially in art, and I think having a creative pursuit is so wonderful to do something new that you suck at because what you'll probably find, at least as I did, is what you think you're going to be good at is not necessarily what you're good at, right? And so you have to kind of keep getting out of your own way to say, okay, let me keep finding my voice as an artist and as a professional for me in strategy um, to keep um, doing that work. I think the other thing that, you know, you learn as a business owner um, is, and, and I give my husband a lot of credit for this, perseverance, right? You just have to keep showing up. You just have to keep showing up. And so whether you have a consulting engagement, you know, what I've learned over the years is, is every project has a low point. You just don't know when it's going to happen, right? Everybody has the time. It's like, oh, crap. Why the heck are we doing this? You know, the client's saying that, you're saying that, and you have to just kind of keep forging through. Um, with a lot of love and positivity and, and the commitment to delivering for the client. I mean, I think for me as a consultant, we always deliver for the client. Um, you don't get to make it 20 years in a city like Denver if you don't always deliver for the client. And so for me, even now in my own um, work with Differentiation Zone, is a, I keep saying to myself, Carla, keep those promises to yourself. You know, keep your own commitments because it's easy to say, well, yeah, I got that far. You know, a bold idea, right? I put it into the Harvard Business Review, literally just, was it last week? Last week, I thought I'm going to go ahead and submit my article. Got a lot of good feedback on it. They let me know within five hours that they didn't like it. I wasn't going to move forward. It's like, okay, on to the book, right? Let's go to the book. What's, what's my next path forward? Because the, the content is still there. You know, how do you turn the no into a yes, right? Right. Uh, keep going. So I think that's a lot of it. And just realizing, as we both know, it's just hard work. It's just hard work all the time. You know, it's getting up at six and checking your social media and figuring out what your post is going to be today. You know, a lot of that same, same old stuff that, that everybody's trying to do. Um, but I think for me as a person who at the core is creative, continuing to find avenues for creativity is huge. Um, and so again, back to saying to myself, well, why, why can't the bold idea be mine? Why not me? Right. Why not me? Why not me, a consultant in Denver with a bold idea that could be the revolution in my field? Why not? Right. And you know, and even a no, like there's a book called like the glorious no, and it was a producer from Oprah. Right. Uh, And she she got a no from an ad agency job and she thought that was going to be her be all and end all yeah. and ended up, you know, getting a yes and got in and ended up to be Oprah's biggest producer. And, you know, I think that that really made me think about, you know, sometimes a no is exactly what you need because, exactly. so let's say you had gotten a yes and you had taken 20 hours of time and put it into yeah. the Harvard thing. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. But that 20 hours of time could create 
this book or this virtual book or this podcast series or whatever your thing's going to be. And that podcast series is the thing that the producer heard to do the documentary that passed you past the Harvard review. And then they called you (laughs) yeah, because they saw you in 60 minutes and you're like, yeah. So, you know, I, I really, (laughs) I think it's so funny that we make up a story like, you know, and I think it's programmed a little bit when we're young. Okay. Success looks like this. Mm -hmm. I need to get a good grade and I need to do this and do that. Okay. And then you fail a class. Okay. So do you learn more from failing a class and learning how to get back up and figure out and retake a new class than you do figuring out how to work the system to pass the class? You know, question mark, because I have a daughter who, you know, she's not as academically inclined as me. That's not her thing, but I can't climb up a tall ship and host a sail and <laughs> exactly. I'm much too scared so she's got a different gifting but um I think it's interesting you know when a no gives you an opportunity to refocus to whatever is your next and I agree with you that um just keep keeping on so I graduated too in 1983 so we're exactly <laughs> the same age yeah. and, and yeah. I have having a lot of interesting conversations around uh, people our age, yeah, because you and I are our own bosses, so we can't really get fired, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, <Nope. yet>, anyway. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's days I, I say I can't work for that. Says, yeah, yeah. Hey, I guess Kevin <laughs> could fire you. I'm like, I can't work for that crazy redhead any longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I go, well, she's not a redhead anymore. I think she's a white head, so I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, I see some similar women that are our age, around 58, 59, 60 who are really finding age discrimination and having a super hard time in the marketplace, finding a job, a J-O-B job, um, you know, because of weird issues. Um, So, so yeah, so we get to say yes and amen and let's go and (laughs) get up and try it the next day. Um, What would be another idea or, or thought you would share with other business people listening? You know, I think, um, I don't think we talk enough about courage. And I don't think we talk enough about everyday courage. Um, and I think courage is really important. You know, and I, I, I'll say this to our our younger staff, you know, folks, when they come to join the company, usually have a master's degree or PhD. So they're 27, you know, uh, years of age, of age or whatnot. And I think be as courageous as you can in your 20s. You know, in our generation, we were, we were raised to conform, right? We, we were raised to be um, the good girl, right? And so I've always thought my my memoir will be the diary of the former good girl because that's that's how we, we were brought up. Um, and I just got the point now. It's like I don't ask for permission. I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to say yes. I have. I'm going to invest some of my own capital from my company and my idea. I'm going to figure out what I can do with this. I'm going to take it as far as I can. Um, but I think demonstrating courage is really important. I think honoring courage when we see it in others is important, um, which in part goes to, you know, there is success. There's a lot of failure on the way too. Um, so I think that's an important one. And I, again, I think hobbies and, and kind of low risk creative activities are really important for creating opportunities to express courage. Because then I know for me, when I, the risk taking I do in art feeds the risk taking I do as a professional, as a consultant, because I'm often in a leadership role with my client. I feel like I'm like Sacagawea. I'm, I'm, I can see the path. I can see what's possible. And hopefully, you know, I can tee it up so they say, oh gosh, out of that set of paths that Carl is seeing, yes, that's the one that we want. Um, but for me to stay in that space 
of courage with my clients, it helps for me to be in a place of risk taking in, in artistically for me um, to feedback uh, the other way. So I encourage folks to do that. I think of any age and just keep going. Um, I'm not the artist I thought I was going to be. I love landscapes. I always loved landscapes. I'm a crappy landscape painter. I tried being a landscape painter when I first started um, and then just kind of had to get out of my own way and figure out what kind of artist am I really. And I give myself a lot of freedom to continue to explore artistically. Um, you know, I certainly have a mark that I make and a style that I work in and a color palette that I love. But even over the weekend, I just keep trying to get out of the way and say, okay, what can I do with this that maybe I haven't done before? Um, and how do I keep moving that part forward? Well, I totally relate to that. And I find what art has been doing for me, because I only discovered it in the last really three years, mm -hmm. is it's just something where I can be with myself and my thoughts and, and just be in this moment of listening either to music or not, or just yeah. being in my head. And now with this art insight book that I'm working on, it's really fun because I have this intention for my customer. It's not, I'm yes. sounding yes. like a client yes. again. Yes. I have, what does my customer want to see? Yes. My customer wants to be entertained and inspired and given something that's different that doesn't look like everybody else's. And, and I'm the only me, right? And my art comes out of me quirky and crazy and how it is. But I, um, I'm noticing too the, my evolution as I look at pieces I did three years ago and I look at pieces I do today and how I'm evolving as a style and an artist as just as a leader, as yes. you're pointing out. Yes. So. I love that thing. I think you and I have to do together um, a leadership insight art retreat up in Keystone. That would be so fun because that would be a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm totally into hosting these co-collaborative art retreats where I say, like, I'll bring the supplies and I got the tarps and I got the garage and I got the tables and I yeah. got all the stuff for the art. And then I'm encouraging leaders to come and teach what their gift is. And then all of us to interpret that and have the conversation time around art unlocking our right brain. So we can talk oh, about that for fun. about a day. Um, so Carla, tell people how to reach you in case they're very inspired by this. Also, it's listed here with the podcast. But Carla, just say for the people listening how to find you. Oh, you bet. So on a social media, I'm Carla Raines. So Carla with a K, uh, R-A-I-N-E-S. So easy to find me on um, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram as Carla Raines. Also, um, for Differentiation Zone out there as Differentiation Zone on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook, our um, kind of shorter name on Twitter and Instagram for Differentiation Zone is Your Org O R G Matters M A T T E R S. Um, love to connect with folks in that way. And uh, my second trademark that's in process that hopefully I'll have at some point this year is my personal tagline: My life is a work of art. So. You I love that. that too. Yeah. Well, gosh, that is a perfect way to end an outstanding Boost Power podcast. Uh, Carla Raines, her life is a work of art, and it's not only the art she puts down on a canvas, it's the art of really crafting incredible solutions for companies who care about their world, organizations who serve really big, um, visionaries who want to translate their ideas into plans and strategy and ways for their teams to follow. And then of course the differentiation zone, <laughs> my hardest word to say, um, her, her new passion that just really 
wraps that all into really innovation for her industry. And I predict that, yes, Harvard will be calling you, Carla. And you'll be like, I'm sorry, I'm very busy right now with my uh, TV interview. Perhaps, Harvard, you could get in line for this content that I tried to gift you early in this game. Um, thank you all for listening to Boost Power Podcast. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. So we want you to invest it in listening to things that will uplift you, that will educate you, that will inspire you. And as an entrepreneur, that will kind of maybe mentor you in some ideas that you've heard here today that can be tools for your toolbox. Please share this podcast with others who can benefit from uplifting energy, great ideas, and lots of super fun, energized interviews on purpose for you. This is your host, Betsy Weersma. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging into stories from the journey of business and life. Our music today is by singer-songwriter Megan Burt. We are recorded at Cinder Sound Studios, and we're part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more at globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com.